You're listening to The LaunchCast, the podcast about leadership, business, life, and growth with me, your host, George Andriopoulos. It's like food for your ears. This episode is sponsored by The Leadership Experience. Hosted by yours truly, the launch dad himself, George Andriopoulos, CEO of Launchpad 516, Media Convergence, coach at the Leadership Experience and Podcast Experience, public speaker. You know the deal. You know me. I'm going to start talking about the class. Guys, this is an intentional, unconventional leadership journey via a coaching masterclass. It is six weeks of intense work on your leadership and bringing that leadership out to your platform. Unconventional journeys, the mission statement, which by the way is the end goal, building the mission statement, leadership theory, inspiration theory, the balance phenomenon. We handle it all. Now the add on tracks, how you execute. Four available tracks, public thought leader track, that's for public speakers, writers, social activists, social influencers. That's how you take your leadership to the stage, to the page, everywhere. The entrepreneur track for business owners and aspiring business owners. The career leader track for professionals looking to bring their leadership to a new level. And the podcast experience, building your own podcast start to finish. All the tech specs, all the leadership stuff, bringing your message to the people and more. Interview 101, voice 101, the whole deal. It is a killer class. Hit me up about that. Now, what's new? We have some self-paced online stuff that's happening in mid-August. There will be a leadership in organizational management certification available. There will be a podcast self-paced course. We have so much going on. The new live cohort starts the week of August 3rd. TheLeadershipExp.com. Book it. PM me for details. We have some workshops coming up. Guys, activate your leadership now, theleadershipexp.com. Music's over, but the class is just getting started. At this time, I'm going to ask that you fasten your seatbelts. Launch sequence. Launch sequence activated. Launch sequence activated. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the LaunchCast. 36 episodes, goosebumps, but for another reason today. Episode 136, this one is called Justice for Jason. We're just telling it like it is right now. I got a lot of good news today. I'm so excited to share with you guys. But first, we do our thing. It's the Launch Dad himself bringing you your favorite podcast on the planet. Leadership, business, life, growth. Damn it, you know the drill as the beat drops. Into the black hole. God, those transitions are getting better and better. What is happening, everybody? Episode 136. I am, if you're watching the YouTube video of this, I am a sweaty disaster right now. Why? While my guests wait in my virtual waiting room right now, I'm going to tell you what happened to me Friday. So Friday, uh, I had a 
we had a scheduling conflict with uh, the guests that we had scheduled. And so I reached out to an old friend uh, to see if uh, she could hop on the show with her good friend and talk about something super, super important, which we'll get into in a minute. So we scheduled the interview for 1030 Sunday morning. Nice and easy. We have time to edit. And then boom, what happens right after that? My wife gets home from her 37-week checkup at the OBGYN, and as soon as she sat down, water breaks, baby's coming, baby's coming. So we run to the hospital very calmly, cool and collected. We run to the hospital, and and man, was she amazing. We do our thing, and we welcome that 1056 on Friday, August 7th, my daughter, my second daughter, my third child, Joanna Lynn, and man, we are over the moon. What an amazing, amazing experience this weekend. Um, just so, uh, it was, it was a, a peaceful weekend, obviously with everything going on with the pandemic, it was, you know, no visitors at the hospital and, uh, you know, we just did our thing. We, we, we got to meet our new family. We were enjoying, uh, getting to know our daughter a little bit and, uh, man, what an inspiring weekend. I'm going to, I'm going to talk more about that in, in coming episodes. Uh, I want to really dedicate <coughs> an episode to just, uh, man, everything that I've gone through this weekend and all these feelings that are, are coming in from being a third time father. And, um, you know, me, you know, me guys, I'm such a mush with when it comes to this shit, but yeah. So, but today we are here. Today we are here unshowered and sweaty because I've been running around like a maniac and I don't cancel interviews. I may have postponed this one, you know, about 10 hours or so, but I don't cancel it. We still got to get this thing out because this is something important that we want to talk about. So episode 136 is called Justice for Jason. Uh, I'm going to bring my two beautiful guests on screen right now. Let me unmute them because they've probably been laughing and clinking wine glasses and all that kind of shit. <laughs> Oh, there they are. Hang on. They're coming on screen. Look at those faces. Look at those faces. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. So I've never done a show with drunk guests before. At least I don't think I have. We're not there. We're not there yet. We're not there. First class. Guys, thank you for joining me. So I have uh, on the right, guys, we have Nikki Ruppenstein. And I have Katerina Katolis on the left. Katerina is an old friend. We were talking about it last week. 23 years ago, I met Katerina. We're not going to talk about how I met her, but we met, damn it. We met and we became friends. We've been friends ever since. Uh, and Nikki is a, is a really, really good friend of Katerina. And um, so there's been something going on, on on social media. So first of all, welcome, ladies. Thank you so much for being here. Hi. Thanks, Thanks for, for having us. us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So by the way, guys, when we were... Um, in our pre sound checks and everything like that, uh, we're we're doing our sound checks and somehow '90s rap kept coming out <laughs> in the sound checks. I, th- I thought I thought we were gonna have some rump shaker for a second there. We were like check check. All I want to do zoom a zoom. No no, oh we didn't go God. there. We didn't go there. Um, but yeah, so uh, so something something um has been going on on social media in in my circle. Uh, I've been seeing Katarina posting a ton of stuff about um, Nikki's brother and some stuff that's been going on. So I thought it was really important to have these two ladies on just to talk about not just um, the issue at hand, but you know, you know, the launch cast, this is all leadership, right? So we want to talk about the leadership behind this. I want to talk to Nikki and Katarina about, um, you know, some feelings uh, uh, surrounding everything going on with them. So uh, before, before, 
I butcher this story, I want to let Nikki really, um, you know, tell us what's going on. So jump in, Nikki. All right. Hey, guys. Um, so the whole justice for Jason is um, for my brother. Um, he was visiting the Philippines and uh, a few things happened where he couldn't get home, including the pandemic. And um, he was supposed to be there for three weeks and he got there in February. And because of circumstances that I don't really want to go fully into, um, he was unable to come home. Um, fast forward to May 28th. Um, my mom and I would talk to him every day and we didn't hear from him for about 24 hours. So he had a rental for most of the trip. He was staying with family of ours in the Philippines. Um, but a week before he passed, he had gotten his own rental because um, he wasn't sure how much longer he was going to be there. Um, so my mom and I, I hadn't spoken to him in 24 hours, which was unusual. Um, so we had some family and the caretaker of the rental apartment um, go check on him. And he was, he was found. Um, yeah, so I don't even like saying it, but uh, yeah, he was found dead in, in the apartment. Yeah. Um, so going forward, um, you know, we're just trying to figure out what happened to him. Yeah. So um, let me let me let me jump in there. So um, I want you guys to know this this episode's not really uh, uh, about shedding light on on what happened to jason um that's a whole other deal uh we want to talk about um obviously honor uh you know jason and his memory um um, by telling this story but uh you know obviously nikki and her family don't really want to go into details on this um publicly right now um i wanted to have nikki on and of course katarina who I, i found out about this through her um because you know, they stood up in, in this time of adversity. I see some amazing things going on with a GoFundMe. I've seen all the support um, that's been coming from their community that, you know, it's funny. We live in the same area. We live on Long Island in New York, which is a, a big place, but a really small place when it comes down to it. And then all of a sudden you see friends of yours that are sharing it that you didn't know were friends of other people. And, um, and these things take on a life of their own. And so uh, I really wanted to talk about to Nikki and Katerina about, um, you know, what, what happens after crisis, right? What happens, um, what happens when, when everything just feels really bleak and there are no answers and you really don't know what the next step is. Uh, and when I saw both of them, and again, I don't know the full stories behind the scenes. That's what I, I really want to hear about today. When I saw both of them stepping up, you know, through pain um, and adversity and doing what they're doing, man, it's, I love, I just love seeing that kind of light. I love seeing um, people find leadership that they didn't know that they had. You know, um, that's what this show is all about. It's about um, telling unconventional stories of leadership so that you know, audience members that are listening to this and don't necessarily know that they are leaders or could be leaders could see two people like this and go, man, you know, I, I, 
maybe I could do something like that in adversity and then find their leadership. So that's really what this is about guys for, for those that are listening and, and, um, are, are listening and, and maybe want some more details and it's not what this is about. I'm sure you could find out about it through the GoFundMe and all that. Um, but yeah, man, Nikki, kudos to you and, and, and your family. And of course, I'm so sorry for your loss. You know, I told you that the other day, um, when we spoke, Kudos to Katerina. She, and, and all my friends, really. They've been, I wouldn't have been able to do this without them. Yeah. It's a team effort. Yeah. Yeah. So, so talk to me about um, the, the moments, you know, uh, obviously you find out about this and, and you and your family, uh, I'm sure, get together and grieve in your own ways. And, um, and then something sparks, you know. So talk to me about that moment. What was what was the timeline of what happened to to get all of this going? So um, once we found out that he passed away um, and during this pandemic and everything that's going on and he was so far away and um, obviously initially we wanted to go there, my family and I, but we would be quarantined. They have a very strict lockdown, even I believe still. Mm -hmm. um, so that really wasn't a choice because we wouldn't be able to really do anything. So we have family there that were able to step up and try to, and, and advocate for us. Um, but here, you know, you feel pretty helpless. And our next, um, our next mission was to get him home. And we had the hardest time even getting his remains home. Um, it took 43 days to get his remains home. So within that 43 days, there was a lot of, you know, thinking, trying to come up with things that we could do, uh, making phone calls to, you know, the Department of State, the U.S. Embassy, and you think that, you know, you could get some advocacy within those, those agencies. Um, I don't want to speak ill, but uh, there was a lack of advocacy and it made it so hard even to get my brother's remains home. And in that time, you know, we're also thinking, well, we don't even know what happened and we need to find out what happened. And um, so my friends really stepped it up. Katerina, Stephanie, Katie, Kelly, Kelly, Danielle, like all of our friends really stepped up to the plate. They were so supportive to myself and my family. Um, and they helped create this GoFundMe uh, we knew that we wanted to go further into finding out what happened. I don't really want to go into details about that right now, but um, to seek justice, to find out, um, you know, what happened to my brother. Yeah. And um, that involved raising funds because no one has that sort of money really just to, to freely do something like that. So the GoFundMe was created and it pretty much took off. Uh, we set a goal um, for 27,500. It was kind of random. We didn't know what we were going into, but we set this goal. We're like, let's just see if we can make it happen. And I believe 
it was started on June 29th. Yeah, the end of June. And at this point, we have 22,500. Roughly, yeah. Yeah, roughly around that in the GoFundMe. But we've also had people making other donations to, to help us out, to aid my family yeah. in this. So uh, yeah. we're so thankful. I mean, it, it's incredible to see the community come together you know, you see these donations coming from people that you haven't spoken to in years or you don't or even know. know them. Yep. And um, just, it, I don't want to say inspired, but um, uh, what's a good word for it? Like hearing the story that they're like, you know, they want to help. Um, I can't, I'm at a loss of words for the right word to use, but um, it's been incredible. And we are so thankful for everyone's help because yeah. we couldn't do it without everyone. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, I want to ask Katerina. So, you know, as a friend watching all this go down, what was that moment where, um, you just said to yourself, like, I need to get involved. Um, from the moment I read the text message. Um, so, you know, it was something that Nikki couldn't verbalize. Um, it was in a group text that we received first thing on the, on May 28th that morning. Um, that we received the news about Jason passing away. I immediately went to Nikki and found her and her family and spent the day with her. Um, you know, had conversations with the family and it's, it's like Nikki said, you know, since he wasn't here when he passed, it was kind of hard to absorb what had actually happened. <clears throat> but as the days went on and we, you know, we're, we're in touch with the agencies in the Philippines and family and friends are coming over and we we're communicating with the family in the Philippines and everything. We just knew that something had to be done and we had to kind of just step up and, and show the true meaning of friendship and, and family. Like Nikki and I have been friends, George, I've known you a long time. I've known Nikki about 15 years longer than that. You know, like it's just, We've known each other our entire lives. She's one of my best friends. Um, I love her family dearly. They're the type of family that would legitimately take their shirt off their back if it was their last shirt to help you. Um, so I knew that we had to do something to kind of, you know, even if it was something that they didn't want to move forward with, we knew that we had to kind of raise them, like try to raise the money for them to help them with and I don't, I don't like using the word closure because that's a family member. Like you're never going to get past that. That's always something that's going to be a part of you and a part of your life. Um, but to help them learn how to, I don't want to say deal with it, but how to go on and yeah. how to move forward in this quote unquote new normal. Like, yeah, we keep hearing new normal because of COVID-19, but this is also a new normal for them in their life. Like they don't have their brother. They don't have their son anymore. It's, Anything that could help eliminate a little bit of sadness or, or concern and question, we wanted to do whatever we could do to help them. So we collectively drafted um, the story. We did our research on what is the best approach mm -hmm. for posting a GoFundMe, like how many words you should include, what kind of detail you need to include. Um, family gave buy-in. We, we were not going to do this without their support and, you know, agreement into it um so everything was discussed openly there was a lot of candid conversation there was a lot of anger there was a lot of screw this i'm done you know i'm not moving forward with it um 
but collectively, you know, we came to an agreement and we all took the initiative and we just, we knew we had to do something to help them and, yeah. and to, you know, raise awareness and to, to investigate it. Like in a sense of, <clears throat> we don't know what happened. It's not like it happened down the road. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it just makes it that much harder that it was so far away yeah. in, in a place where, you know, it's, it's, um, much a yeah country. well there's a lot of stuff going on in the philippines right and now. my mom's from there yeah so that is that's where our ties are you know my mom's filipino she grew up there you know um so you know people know yeah. it's not uh yeah 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 gotcha. um so i, I guess the 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 next question I want to ask is really in relation to, um, you know, mobilizing to do something like this. I, I've personally been, have been a part of something similar to this, not of course, you know, completely different circumstances, but I've always talked about, um, you know, when I started Shannon fight and co-founded Shannon's fight with, uh, uh, a few of my dear friends for a young girl, um, that was diagnosed with cancer and we mobilized and within six weeks we had an event that raised $75,000. And I just remember that was the first spark for me where uh, I kind of gave a shit more about somebody else than I did about myself, um, which was at the time odd for me. Um, and so what was cool was I had never done anything like that at the time and yet you know, when you kind of come together with the right group of people and you come up with a plan, it, it just starts to work, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember specifically, we had like the Voltron of like uh, a board members for doing this. It was like the right pieces coming together to form this monstrous just unit together. Um, and, you know, at the time I was the director of operations of a big pharmaceutical company. We had a uh, a professor, an occupational therapist, and uh, a director of a electrical engineering company, an accountant. I mean, and we just all kind of came together in this perfect storm of like using our professional skills to sort of build this thing. So, um, you guys are, Kat, I know you're, uh, uh, you're a project manager extraordinaire corporate, right? Uh, <laughs> and Nikki, are you, a, are you a nurse, Nikki? I'm a nurse, yeah. You're a I'm nurse. A so, so yeah. talk to me about, um, did you bring anything, you guys? Did you bring anything professionally that sort of helped you guys to build this thing in a big way? Well, I'd have to say my friends. I was just about you to know, say the group of us collectively. Yeah, the, I have very educated friends and, and, and um, competent friends. And I was so thankful because um, I can bring what I can bring to the table um, it was hard for my parents to be involved in this, I guess, physically because emotionally they, they still can't really, yeah. you know, it's hard to deal with. So I pretty much took it on with my friends, but thank God for them proofreading, writing things up, um, just wording things yeah. the way that they need to be worded, um, it's just been so helpful to have that uh, support in different ways from my friends that that could actually do this. We we would actually say, 
you know, one of them would write something up and then we'd send it to everyone. Is this okay? Like, and then someone else would proofread and fix it up a little bit. Even my husband, you know, he, he'll proofread things before we post them. And just to make sure that it's uh, written well, you know, you just don't want to throw something out there. Um, but I mean, everyone's kind of brought something to the table with this. So perspective, we have an HR professional in our circle of friends. We have a PR professional in our circle of friends. Um, we have an analyst, like financial analyst. We have project, like, I don't want to toot my horn, but you know, project management skills right here. I'll toot my horn. Um, so we all, you know, we all joint it was a joint effort in a sense and we you know took into consideration a lot of things a lot of approaches you know you mentioned the fundraiser the event that you had for um shannon's fight that you raised seventy five thousand. if it wasn't the covid19 pandemic we would have gone so far beyond yeah. what we were already doing but we couldn't so we were very very limited and because we were so limited is why we had to kind of push to get the word out. Like I created a Facebook page. I created an Instagram account. I created Twitter. a Twitter. I don't know anything about Twitter. I don't know what I'm tweeting. I don't know what retweeting is, any of that. But that is what we did to kind of just reach as many people as we could. Like we started boosting Facebook posts. This is this was all new to me. Like I had never actually done it, but I took the time out to learn the process because I knew that it would be effective. And I knew it would be what, what reached more than what we could just in our circle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we have friends from California to Colorado, Florida, et cetera, everywhere. everywhere. Um, and we wanted to make sure that it got out. And the crazy thing is, is that I think we posted a video last week. We, we had done an independent 50, 50 raffle fundraiser in addition to the GoFundMe. And like the video got almost 2000 views already yeah. in a week. I don't know who's watching. We don't know. Yeah. Are. We have no idea who's watching. It's a hysterical <laughs> video. It's legitimately three minutes long. We pick a winner. Yay. But it's getting out there. And then, you yeah. know, it drives you to the justice for Jason Facebook page that we created. And I think, you know, there's somebody new liking it or following it every single day. And we include updates on that. Um, but it's collective. Like we're trying to figure out our next plan of action. What else we could do in addition to the GoFundMe, um, you know, additional fundraisers, raffling, like a Chinese auction kind of situation that we could do virtually. It's our brains are constantly processing what more we could do. Yeah. 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 It, gives, can't have it, gives, it gives us definitely, well, for me, I know a purpose. Like I'm never going to get my brother back, yeah. but I can try to find out what happened. Hey, Fabrizio, do me a favor. Switch me over to that Toner Q9 microphone for that commercial. Is it on? Is it on? Check. One, two. Sibilance. Sibilance. Oh, man. This thing sounds great. Guys, this episode is sponsored by Toner. The Toner Q9 microphone. That is what I am recording this thing on right now. And it is easy to connect with both Mac and Windows computers. It's plug and play. No need to add any extra drivers, software, or sound cards. I'm talking to the people right now that feel upset about the poor quality of their video conferences, their podcasts, they're getting a lot of noisy background sound. It is time to ask for help from Toner. 
Toner is a world-famous microphone brand. Provides desktop mics, mic kits, wireless mics, anything you need. Toner allows you to own high-quality professional audio recording devices without pinching your wallet. This mic right now, it's the all-in-one Toner Q9 mic kit, and it includes a condenser microphone, metal shock mount, adjustable suspension, scissor arm stand, desk mount clamp, pop filter, foam mic cover, a USB A to B cable, 1.8 meters. God, I, I, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy what this includes. And it is fully built of metal to ensure long-lasting performance. The cardioid condenser, that's tech talk right there for you guys that don't understand. The capsule enables the Q9 to capture pristine and accurate sound and cancel noise from the surroundings. Perfect for recording and communicating. Right now, Toner is offering an exclusive 20% discount code for our audience. It's LaunchCast20. That's it. You're going to get the links down in the show notes. The promo code is LaunchCast20. You could find this thing on Amazon. You could find it at tonermike.com. Elevate your video conferences and your podcast to the next level, guys. Having gone through, um, you know, an emotional situation where we sort of all banded together like that and then watching people since then go through similar stuff and, and seeing what people can accomplish. It's really incredible to see like what the human spirit can do, you know, yeah. um, when you're tested, when you're inspired, you know, which is something that I, I always talk about on this show. Um, this kind of goes back to the leadership experience stuff that we do, the coaching. Um, but you know, we talk about the spark moments, these moments in your life where you just something happens right? And you choose a path and whether it's the right path or the wrong path, this is taking you down this path that's going to forever change your life and change who you are. And if it's the right path and you continue to fan that flame with inspiration, with um, growth, with, you know, being of service to others, man, I mean, it's like, it's exponential change that you can cause. Um, you know, I've seen this shared by so many people that I didn't even know that you guys knew. Uh, our first guest on the show, uh, Mike Del Judas from Billy Joel's band, had had shared this, and I had been meaning to reach out to Katarina for like two weeks, and I've just been so busy with the baby coming and everything. And then Mike shared it, and I was like, I, I got to reach out now, you know. And so I, I reached out, and you know, this is what happens. Now you reach somebody that might have a platform. You get out there. Um, I have a good idea for you guys that I, I want to help out with. Um, we're coming up, we have after this episode, uh, up till episode 139, we have live shows <coughs> and then we're kicking off for episode 140. We're kicking off three months of LaunchCast reboots. We're doing the best of episodes leading up to season two. So leading up to the new episodes, we're going to run a marathon, um, right before that week. And so I'm going to do it. I'll work with you guys. I think I want to do it as a marathon that we run um, as a, uh, a Facebook live stream potentially or whatever. And then we'll put the link up for, for the GoFundMe. You know, we'll ask people to support Justice for Jason, see what we can do there in a couple of weeks. All right. Amazing. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, Nikki, let me ask you. So, you know, I, I know you've gotten emotional a couple of times here and uh, the goal here is definitely not to make you emotional, but, no, no. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's super important for somebody that's going through something like this to sort of understand um, the difference in feelings, right? You know, losing your brother is, is I, I can't even imagine. Um, 
what it feels like for you. But um, the fact that he wasn't home, you know, were you able to grieve uh, uh, in the proper way? And is that what sort of sparked this for you? Um, you know, that's a good question. I, I don't even understand. Sorry. My, I really don't. Um, <laughs> it's, it's so strange. It's so day by day. And although it's been, you know, um, uh, May 28th is when he, you know, when we found out it was actually May 27th here. So it's kind of weird, but, um, it was May 28th in the, in the Philippines. So that's his date of death. But we're like the day before here, but regardless of that, um, he was gone. He was away for a few months before that. So, um, it's kind of strange because I didn't see him right before he passed away. I brought him to the airport. Um, so I remember certain things, you know, I, I remember I was the one that brought him and I giving him a big hug and everything and not knowing, obviously no one knows that it'll be the last time that you see someone. But I feel that my grieving has been very strange roller coaster. Yeah. Roller coaster day by day. I mean, there are honestly days that I don't even want to deal with the day. And if I can get through the day, that's a big accomplishment. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm working, so working is good because it gives you a different focus and, and a reason to wake up and a purpose. Um, other days, you know, it's just, it's very hard. I'm trying to be there for my parents. Um, I do have another brother, you know, and it's, it's just weird to tell you the truth. It's very weird. It's surreal. There's moments when I'll be laughing, thinking of things. There's moments when I just can't even stand the thought that I won't see him again. It's just very strange. And I feel like a lot of people would say that it's just a weird feeling. Do you feel I really? Yeah. Do, I don't know how else to explain it. Do you feel, you know, just because of, not, not the, the circumstances surrounding the death, of course, that's a whole other, um, it's a whole other thing in and of itself, but just because of the fact that you couldn't get him back right away and you're still dealing with this, with the GoFundMe and everything. And it's sort of, um, continuing, do you sort of feel robbed of, you know, like the proper grief process? Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the amount of, um, you know, I, I kind of went into this mode of, I have to figure things out. Um, especially getting him home. That was our next goal. He passed away. There was nothing that we physically could do. So it gave us a purpose of, all right, our next mission almost is to get him home. So every day I'm on the phone with, you know, these agencies, you know, like um, the U.S. Embassy mm -hmm. and stuff. So that gave me something to do. It gave me a purpose to, to do something. So it kind of kept me busy. Um, so I don't know if that also pushed away my grieving because I was trying, I had, I had a mission yeah. and, 
now I have a mission on trying to figure out things further, not myself, but, you know, um, seeking justice and, and trying to find out what actually happened. So I don't know if it'll always, if it will ever settle right with me, even if we figure out what really happened and there's a chance that we won't, but we're trying and that's the biggest thing. And that's, what's keeping us going forward is that we're trying to figure out what happened. And, um, I know that he's here with me. I know, I know that he's definitely here with me. So, um, that's a little comforting in, in a weird way again, you know? Um, yeah, some funny things have happened where I'm like, all right, I know that you're here. Suspicious activity has taken place around us. But, like, he wasn't just my brother. He was my best friend. So we did so much together. Yeah. We did so many things together. And, um, you know, Facebook with their memories, I'm just... Every day there's like pretty much a memory or a picture with me and him and I'll laugh and then I'll cry. Yeah, it's it's definitely, but I, it's just a weird feeling. That's, that's all. And you know, it's very strange. I want to move to Katerina for a second. So, um, I think this is an interesting question and I think it could help a lot of people. So, you know, when you're watching crisis from the outside looking in, of course, you're, you're a close friend. So, um, that alone does, of course, uh, uh, give you some kind of, some kind of involvement. Um, uh, and, and uh, I don't, I don't want to use the word stakeholdership and what's going on, but you know, you understand what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. but if you're looking at a crisis from the outside looking in and you're the type of person that might have, um, a skill set or might have just a way to support and bring comfort um, and, and and help alleviate a situation. Um, talk to me about what, what what can somebody else that's looking at this situation with you guys, what can somebody else learn um, about how to step in, right? How to thoughtfully and carefully step in and, and try and offer themselves? It's a great question. It's a very yeah, deep question. Like, fucking right it is. <laughs> it's it's deep, but so, okay. So first and foremost, yes, she's one of my best friends. So of course I was going to be there. Um, however, there have been many, many situations where I've come across posts on social media, um, of people that have lost loved ones or, you know, terrible situations that were unpreventable. And is that even a word? Um, could not have been prevented, whatever. Um, from my perspective, my thought is always, what can I do to help? What can I do to help make the situation a little bit easier for them or a little less stressful or anything that can offer them comfort? So complete side note, when my father passed away, Nikki was like, where are you? I'm coming to find you. And I said, don't worry about it. I'm going to the funeral home to plan his arrangements. It's fine. My cousin's with me. It's fine. Five minutes after I sat down at the table, Nikki was right there with me. Like it wasn't, she didn't have to be there. She wanted to be there. So in the same sense, I didn't have to take the initiative on anything. I didn't have to, you know, just focus on what can I do to help them? I wanted to, it's, it's a form of compassion. And 
for anybody that is thinking, you know, what can I do in this situation? I want to know how I can offer any form of support in a positive way, any form of um, just, I don't even know how, the, how to word it. Like, you were also friends with him. I was friends with him. I, I was so friends with him. Was, I love Jason. Yeah, we fought over was. green bean casserole Thanksgiving dinners, <laughs> and we jumped out of a plane together. Um, love him. Love him. Have known him as long as I've known Nikki. Um, but it was just a matter of stepping up. Like, what can I do? Even if she was a perfect stranger, if I had come across that GoFundMe and read it or came across the page... I would want to help because every family deserves to have that. Like they need to know that the support of the community is there and that you're not alone. Um, and sometimes that's all it takes. Like some people, you know, they're not looking for handouts or anything like that, but they're, we're here for you. Like, does that even make sense? Like I'm trying to just figure out like how to word it. Um, no, it makes total sense. Yeah, you like, just want it to be From my perspective, let it be professionalism or personal life. You know, if I can offer you any help whatsoever, I'm doing it without expecting anything in return. Yeah. Like, it's just out of the, you know, out of, it, it's who I am. It's just yeah. the skills that I have, I know I can apply to help. I'm going to do that. I'm going to contribute however I know I can. Especially when it hits you, like, personally. Definitely. And like I personally. said, like, it wasn't just because... Um, her friend, and it was my brother, she was also friends with my brother. She spent holidays at my parents' house, you know, so yeah. she, yeah. Yeah. Her yeah. and my brother would fight over <laughs> what I'm, the green bean cow. What I was I'm, taking it all home, and he wasn't letting me. <laughs> what I'm getting out of this is is really how I feel about this as well. Um, you know, man, if, if, if something jumps out at you, if you have a feeling... Uh, I tend to feel this a lot. I'm an empath. I really like, I, I can't stand seeing people in pain. It pains uh -huh. me to see other people in pain. Um, I was just talking about this over the weekend because just watching your wife give birth is like, uh, you'll you know, never a, know that pain, George. You'll it's amazing. It's amazing. But like, you know, breaks your heart when, when somebody's going through something. Right. And so, um, for me, I've always had that instinct where I, I want to, do something, um, you know, over the years I've learned to sort of mitigate that and, and understand what that means and, and not get involved where I shouldn't be involved. But then there are those times where you don't really understand what that line is. Uh, and I know that when my gut says you need to step in here, then it's fucking time to step in, you know? Um, and if you're not wanted, you'll be told that you're not wanted and it's fine. And at least you tried. Um, but man, can that change some lives if you do that, you know, and that, that's, that's the incredible part about that. And being one of those people that, um, that is like that, you know, I became a nurse because I love to help people. Um, my parents have taught me and my brothers all of our lives, help people when you can. Um, even when you don't have everything, you can still give something, you know, um, but being the person that needs help it's rough. is really hard, actually, to accept sometimes. Yeah. Um, I like to see myself, like, as a strong person, um, but sometimes you just can't be. Yeah. And to actually accept help is huge. And, 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 and it's not about 
it's not about like an ego thing. Like I don't need anyone's help. It's about just saying, accepting. Yeah. I need people's help. Yeah. You know, there's just certain times when you have to accept that. And like, this is a time that if I didn't have other people, then I wouldn't be able to go forward with this. So this, this leads me into my final question for you, Nikki, before we begin to wrap things up. Um, Time machine, right? May 26th, the day before this all went down. What can you say to Nikki on May 26th to help her get through this? Um, well, I did message my brother that I loved him, and he said the same thing back. And we wouldn't say, like, I love you. We had this, like, just between me and him. It wasn't L-O-V-E. It was L-U-B, like, love you. So, I know. It was just, like, this thing that me and him have had for years. That's a Filipino thing. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Or just a bro and sis thing. But um, I told him, I'm like, I love you. And he wrote the same thing back. And that was the last thing that I got from him. So, there's nothing that I can do to change anything. I can't. I couldn't, I, I was so far away from him and there's nothing that I, I'm not putting anything on myself that maybe I could have done something because there's nothing that I could have done. Um, but tell know? him that, that I love him, but what would I, I don't know. Your question is kind of, I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's going to be okay. Might yeah. not be great. I know that, but I, yeah, I, I, I don't even know how to answer that really. It's a really Um, deep question. Yeah, that is a deep question. Like, Um, I don't even know what I would have said to her that day. And I know I said a lot to her that day, so I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, you go through something and the the process becomes so bumpy. I mean, I am the type of guy that I've gone through so much in my life that I look back and I do, I always do that. I wouldn't change a thing thing right which you you would because you don't want to go through shit obviously but if you tell yourself like how how could i get through this better sometimes it's just like it can't it's it it had to happen the way it happened in order to process day by day sort of thing you know every day is going to be different going forward for the rest of my life yeah 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 well there it is there it is all right um we're going to get into the big three, and then uh, Nikki and Katarina are going to tell us how to reach them, uh, and we'll post links, of course. So, the big three. The big three from the launch cast. It is the big three from the launch cast. You know what this is. This is I'm going to throw some things out there. You guys are going to give me your top three things. I'm excited. I'll tell you, I didn't even plan this one today because I didn't think I was going to do the, the big three because this was a little bit of a different format interview, but uh, damn it, I'm going to do it. All right. So since we were talking about 90s rap, and I know Katerina was a big, (laughs) Katerina used to wear the big pants in the 90s. Top three in my ghetto fabulous days. Top three. Yes. Top three (laughs) 90s rap songs. Go. Oh, my my God. God. Uh, Juicy. Juicy, of course. Of course. Uh, 
Oh, oh my, my God. God. Why Why is it so difficult? Does, um, was Salt and Pepper in the 90s? Renee. Oh, my God, Renee. Renee. Lost Boys. Lost Renee. Boys. Do you remember that song? I remember um, all songs. Go. And, um, Snoop Dogg. Gin and Juice. All right. Gin and right. Juice. <laughs> Top three. All right. Well, now, I, wait, wait, I don't have that in a little bit of, like, easy, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> LL Cool J, Mama said, "Knock you out." I That's said three. Answer. Damn it! I know, I know. <laughs> two of us, so we should get six. Or now you're gonna get six. I'm gonna start with Cat, <laughs> and then I'm gonna move to Nikki because we're we're honoring Jason today. Um, Give me your top three memories with Jason, Katarina first. Katarina first. Okay, so jumping out of a plane. However, there may have been some edibles involved. Not gonna lie. <laughs> On my end. Um, <laughs> they're like signing 13 pages of waivers because you're signing your life away at that moment. <laughs> Horseback riding in Montauk. And we were getting rained on and swatted with flies, which was amazing. But then we went fun. and ate amazing lobster rolls together. It was great. And then, of course, fighting over green bean casserole at every holiday from October till January um, and his mom always their mom always made two trays because they knew how much we loved it and Jay and I would fight over who was taking the restaurant. <laughs> I never right. won that fight, by the way. Nikki, um, your turn. This is hard. I'm, uh, I'm sure it is. Um, one is we would make it a point on Wednesdays to go to the gym in the morning every Wednesday, so that was like our time. Um, although we spent other time like during the week, but that was our time. We would go to the gym on Wednesday mornings. Um, oh my goodness. Uh, this is hard. This is, um, vacations, so many vacations. We would Maybe. actually, we would actually do, um, bro and sis adventures. So it would just be me and him going to whether it was like, DC or Hershey Park or Montauk, like we would just do Bro and Sis Adventures, which brought a lot of laughs because we're just kind of the same person in a lot of ways. Um, and just holiday trivia. Holiday trivia was always a good one. Katarina <laughs> would always try to win. She would always try to win. And I then my, always did my brother would always be like, because we call her Spanky, so he would be like, Spanky, like, what did you, like, cheat? Like, do you have the answers to all this? So there's so many to even um, baseball games. We went to so many Mets games. Um, him, one of the last memories I have, and he wasn't even here, um, I got married during the pandemic. And, uh, you know, him being my older brother, has always been protective over me. But him telling me that he would not pick anyone else other than my husband to take care of his sister. Wow. So that was that meant a lot. That's a good one. That's yeah, a good one to yeah. finish that one off on. All right, last one. Three again for each of you. Um, so this has been a crazy experience, right? But I'm talking about right now the experience of um, – activism within what's happening right now starting the gofundme doing your thing getting out there spreading the word give me the three most fulfilling things that have come out of this for you guys 
Oh, okay. So connecting with people, yeah. connecting with people that we haven't even spoken to or had contact with in years and they, them reaching out and in such a caring way, um, donating or just sending messages that that's been huge. The, the human connection with people through this and, and the love that they're sending. So that's definitely one. Um, one of the most fulfilling things for me was attaching Nikki's bank account to the GoFundMe <laughs> and be like, Nick, look how much money we've raised already for you. Um, and in addition that to that, way. we actually partnered with two other groups on Facebook throughout this process that like do random things like raffles and whatnot. And um, we did 50, 50 raffles with them initially. And we got, you know, $500 raised and then some of them donated the money back, which was amazing. We did our own personal 50 50, which we're going to do another one as well. Um, where our goal was to fill 200 spots, which was a thousand dollars to each, um, thousand dollars to the winner, a thousand dollars to the GoFundMe. And one of the most fulfilling things to my heart was when the person we actually filled over 200 spots. So I think it was like 1200, and twenty dollars to each person to, to the winner and to the pot. Yeah, the yeah. person actually donated all that money right back. Oh. Which by no means is that ever expected, yeah. or you know, do we ever want somebody to think that they're obligated to do that? The fact that this person contributed was it two hundred? They bought two hundred and fifty dollars. They put two hundred and fifty dollars in it, and they won twelve twenty. They were like, put it all towards the pot. That was one Amazing. of the most. Um, one other thing I have to say is hearing stories about my yeah. brother that I didn't know that people share with me of why they're inspired by inspired him. by making a donation. Because some people would donate money and then also share a story with me or like me and my family. And to know that they that he impacted them in a way for them to feel not obligated, but to feel that they they wanted to donate to this cause because of how he made them feel. Yeah. In life. Yeah. You know, so that was, that was emotional, but gave us a lot of smiles too. So, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. What a great way to end it. Um, we're going to, we're going to put everything in the show notes, right? All the links for the yeah. GoFundMe. That's where we want to send people go to the GoFundMe Please, please help this family out. This is such an important cause. Um, and yeah, when you when you see something out there, you have a friend, you have an acquaintance, a coworker, a colleague, whatever, and something just jumps out at you and says, "It's time," right? That odds are that it's really time to jump in and and you can do something. And that's what I want people to get out of this today, ladies. Thank you so so much for being here today. It was a pleasure. Can we add one more thing. Yeah, please. Whatever money that we do not need to use, yeah. we are going to donate it back to a family going through a similar oh, situation. So, amazing. Um, yeah, it's not about the money that we want. It's it's about um, paying it forward. Yeah, paying it forward. So yeah. whatever money that we do not use, we are not taking it. We are going to donate it amazing okay. and and again if you want details just go to that gofundme page with that link uh you'll yeah. find out all the details everything that we didn't talk about today it's all in the gofundme um ladies thank you so much for being here today it was a blast thank you george thank you hang out for two seconds i'll get you right after the show uh everybody 
you know where to catch us every Monday morning, 6 a.m. Live, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, all the major stuff because we are the LaunchCast. One quick, quick shout-out I want to make, and, and Nikki, I hope you're listening to this. Um, anytime something major happens, there's always a, a sign by that person that changed my life, and I want to thank, and even though she wasn't really part of this too much, she was in our uh, delivery room for about 10 minutes at the beginning when we first got there and then never saw her again. But the nurse's name, the first nurse that walked in was Shannon. That was her name. Um, so we knew, we knew that this baby was coming out that night and was coming out right. So I want to thank Shannon for, for sending us that sign, the Shannon here and, and the Shannon up there. Uh, guys, thank you for joining me. We'll see you next week. Launch sequence terminated. Into the black hole. Thanks for listening to the LaunchCast today. Please make sure to subscribe to this feed wherever podcasts are available. Follow me, George Andriopoulos, at Launchpad CEO on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And make sure to visit our website, guys, thelaunchcast.com. Looking forward to the next episode. See you soon, guys.